Thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And back with me on this episode, I've got a friend of the show, a friend of mine, a friend of a lot of folks, um, a good old Charles Nelson with Stepping Stone Landscaping. How's it going, Charles? It's going great, Naylor. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> no no problem. We, we've we been talking off air. Like, we're never going to, we should have pressed record, but we're talking about so many, like, you know, like kind of off air stuff. Like it's not necessarily all stuff that you guys probably want to hear or you probably think you do, but you know, sometimes we've got personal things and we're talking about family and life and other people's business, you know, like our employees and stuff. And we don't want to air that dirty laundry or air their private information on the podcast. So, but meanwhile, we're like, we need to press record, you know, we, the whole <laughs> point was we were going to recap and have a good episode here. So we're, we're still going to do our, our best to, to, to deliver that for you guys. But First, for those of you that have been listening for a while, um, and you've, you you may or may not have heard some of the previous episodes, Charles has been on several times, um, and and every time it's 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 usually like once or twice a season, you know, per year at least once, and it's it's always like an update because you've been growing your business every year, um, and and, and I, I look always look forward to catching up with you and, and hearing what's what's new and what's going on and and learning from you too because you're you're way past where I am and and there's a lot of cool things I mean even from doing a shop tour your storage and looking at how you have everything organized and set up and uh, that that was inspirational as well and look forward to uh, those YouTube videos coming soon. <laughs> Actually, now the last time I said that, you know, it, that didn't happen, unfortunately, but now uh, I'm, I'm getting back on track with YouTube. So follow me at Long Care Rookie on YouTube and, and check, look for, you know, make sure you subscribe and click the notification bell so that when the storage videos come out, I mean, it's, it was an epic, an epic tour of all of Charles's storage units. Would you have like seven at one point or something? Yeah. Like that? Geez. I can't even remember anymore. It's funny <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. It's, it was like my day in my life, you know, yeah. every day in life, but um, I think you had five and then, and then you bought another business yeah, and you got two. The other one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and th- now you have a shop and everything. So um, I wanted to kind of recap. Uh, I wanted you, I wanted you to kind of recap for those that haven't heard kind of like the, the for earlier episodes back, back in the day. And they've just maybe caught some of the most recent updates. Like where, where did you start? You know, like, like how did you get into this business? How long ago was that? What did that look like? And then, you know, to, to, and then where you're at now. Sure. Um, yeah. Thanks guys for listening. In. <laughs> I, uh, I started the business with a partner, uh, back in 2017. Um, I had actually recently just been fired from a business, uh, from a job. Um, not, not landscape or long, care, no, not landscape yeah. long care. Uh, I had worked at Virginia Commonwealth university for about seven years prior and, I went over to help a buddy and, and, you know, saw some growth opportunities in a, believe it or not, food truck. He did, uh, had multiple trucks, uh, was in the process of opening a restaurant, which we did when I was there. I was there for about a year, man, uh, butted heads a little bit (laughs) towards the end, which, um, unfortunately led to me, you know, parting ways, um, got married about a month later. So it was awful timing and a buddy of mine who, um, I've known for quite a while, he and I decided to start a landscaping company. We both had worked in high school and college, you know, cutting lawns and everything else. But um, let's let's do it. You know, what what else is there, you know, to lose? <laughs> and it's something we're both kind of passionate about. It. Yeah. So we did that. Uh, he he was there for about a year and a half. Um, he gave me a six month notice, just saying <laughs> this wasn't for me. <laughs> so uh, that's why I was laughing because yeah. I I remember I know the. <laughs> I know the story. So I was like, preemptively, yep. it's like, oh, those were the famous last words. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, uh, but, you know, we were, we were small. Um, it was just pretty much him and I, um, and then an, 
towards the end of our partnership, we did have like, you know, a helper, if you will. Uh, I wouldn't even call him a team member at the time. I'm more like a helper. <laughs> Just, yeah. uh, but um, when he left, which is interesting enough, it's, you know, it was the end of 2018. So we're basically in our fifth season, you know, we, because I had to buy him out. Um, it was a unique situation. We had to start fresh when all of a sudden you're, you're kind of like into it, you know, how you know, you're going out selling, you've been cutting grass, you get some customers now, not a lot. Um, but all of a sudden now you have a payout payment <laughs> that you have to yeah. deal with. And one of the trucks was part of the payout and all that stuff. So we kind of started fresh and we've grown from there. So, uh, you know, ended the year, um, with, you know, we hired two guys. So it was just me and two guys going into the winter. And then here we are, I'll fast forward a lot. Uh, five years is like the fifth season of me on my own. Yeah. And I currently, as we stand, there were about, there's about, I know, maybe 22 to 24 of us. Wow. Um, so wow. kind of blew up real quick. Yeah. Um, it's hard. You know, I always laugh when people are like, I think there's like 40, 40 people that work for me, maybe 45. And I always thought, how do you not know? know? <laughs> and now I realize, oh, that's how you don't know because people don't show up and people, right. uh, you know, you over hire because everyone's sick. Everyone's on vacation. Everyone's truck breaks down. Everyone's wife is pregnant or needs to go to the doctor, whatever it may be. Right. But anyways, that's where we're at now. Um, we, as, as far as the company goes, I've narrowed our services of what we offer. Just like anybody else we started, it was whatever we can do. Let's take a, you know, clean out your garage, go to the dump. Um, let's put in a, we didn't really put patios in or anything like that, but, um, we focus now on residential maintenance. That's our real bread and butter. Uh, we manage about, you know, almost 300 properties a week. Um, when it comes to mowing your lawn, gardening, basic, you know, basic services like that. Um, in general, it's mowing, gardening, mulching, hedge trimming. We do offer aeration overseeding and then leaf removal. Um, simple. Do you want to do this or can you clean my gutters? No, but here's a great company that can. Hmm. Do you service this neighborhood? No, but here's a great company that does. Just learning yeah. to say no. You yeah. Know, as you get as you get larger, it's easier because a lot more leads come in. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, just a nice. brief summary of who we are, what we're doing, uh, and then just really enjoying it along the way. What, was that always, was that your goal? Like from, from the beginning, like maybe like with your partner too, like, did you guys have like talk about that at all? Like how big you wanted to get or what services you wanted to offer? Or you just kind of just, just went into it like, Hey, let's start a lawn or a landscape business or whatever. Yeah. I didn't know what size I would get. I, you know, when, when we started, I didn't know there, I didn't start because I watched someone's YouTube video, you know, or Instagram or anything like that. I, once I started, I realized there was a whole community out there you could kind of learn from and everything. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know how big a landscaping company could get or what to do or, or how to structure it. Um, now that I've gotten larger, those are the questions I like to ask. Those are the answers I like to seek um, are the next level questions of like, oh, what's an operations manager? You know, what's an account manager? Those kind of things. Or, yeah. You know, how much do you, how do you get bulk fuel? Right. Um, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. um, so, no, those weren't really talked about but when my partner and i were there um i had a back injury when i was a kid nothing crazy just it flares up every once in a while and you're out there working and you get an injury right and you realize pretty quickly oh shoot um if you're hurt well you can't work you can't work you can't support you know your family you can't bring in money sure customers are extremely especially when you're small like that your best friends all your customers not 
best friends, but you have a relationship with them. They're understanding. They'll give you a lot of leeway. Um, but God forbid it's something serious, you know? Um, so that was a, that was one kind of itch. Like maybe we should grow this thing a little bit. And I always had ambition, so I'm not going to lie uh, about that, but it wasn't until I started hiring is when I was like, okay, I really want to grow this thing. And that's when I talked to, I talked to other, uh, peers, um, not necessarily in the industry, but just, you know, in other businesses. And they, you know, they're like, well, you know, you're at a good spot. Why don't you stop growing now or next year or last year, whatever it may be. Um, and it's mainly, it's my mission is kind of, you know, started to go around my employees when it comes to, I've trained these guys They're They started off knowing nothing, you know, not even knowing the difference between a weed eater and a head trimmer, let's say. Mm. Um, now they're good. Now they're great. Now they're getting paid. Well, I don't want them to, you know, max out at the crew member position. And then when they get to a crew leader, now I have six crew leaders. I don't want them to, you know, where, what's next for them. You know, I've got kids that are 22 years old, 23 years old as a crew leader and they deserve it. They're great. Okay. Are they going to be a crew leader until they're 40 you know, in that same position, driving that same truck? And maybe some people will be and absolutely. And that's no, no problem with that at all. But now it's like, okay, I want them to, I want another option for them. Let's, let's start about, let's talk about field supervisors, project managers, production managers, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, the only way to do that in my mind is to grow. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> so we are, uh, we're on that, on that journey. Um, and, uh, hopefully we will be successful. Um, will we change and pivot along the way? I'm sure. But, uh, that's the goal. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. So you're, you're kind of like growing like around your, your team, like, Not, like, like instead yeah. of trying to fit the team into the growth or fit the team into your plan, it's like, Hey, I've got a good team and I want them to continue to grow. They want to grow. So that means the business has to grow and evolve and, and all that. So that's, that's, I feel like that's a good problem to have, you know, when, when people are, are, um, stressed out about just trying to find people in general, yeah. you know, and, and you're just trying to keep them, you know, growing. Well, it's, it's <laughs> the, you know, the, you know, you got to think next level and I'm not saying I'm not an expert or, uh, or smarter than anyone else, but it's, you're spending all this time trying to find that guy. Well, I'm trying to, th I'm thinking that as well, but I'm also thinking, well, I got to spend a lot of time to make sure he doesn't leave. Um, so you find the right person and I don't want to think, you know, I don't want, you should never build a business around a, a person, um, even though I'm guilty of it myself in certain, you know, instances. But when you, you know, whenever that person's coming, maybe this rock star shows up, maybe so, someone that you've introduced me for. I remember uh, there was a guy, I can't remember his name, uh, works, he worked for you for a little bit, went to Rupert, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Kevin. Uh, yeah, nice guy, really knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, and it was like, Man, it would be great. He, you know, it'd be great if I could have Kevin on my team, but I have no position that right. Kevin could fill, right? Because he's too good, you know. Yeah. Or he was at the at the time. I didn't have, you know, I maybe had like a, two crew leaders, three crew leaders. There's right. no such thing as an operations manager. I didn't have those kind of positions, or I didn't see them either, you right. know. So she, he was just out of my reach. Yeah. Um. But what if that's not the case? Not. I'm not saying today it's not the case, but maybe right. next year, the year after when those opportunities present themselves, right. and I, you know, I'm like, well, Hey, I have, I have a position here and yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on. Yeah. And our next nice. Well, part, part of that fast growth or what, you know, to, to quote what you said, <laughs> blew up fast. Uh, part of that in five years was also because you, um, bought another business as well. Right. So, yeah. um, what, 
touch base on that again sure. real quick get recap everyone on that quick recap um you know just networking in the industry just like you and i met on the side of the street uh one day uh when i recognized you <laughs> the right. local celebrity um <laughs> same with uh same with another uh, guy in the industry he um had a little smaller business than I did at the time. Maybe he had like two or three guys and he grew it a little bit, but he struggled just like anyone else did with uh, finding good guys, you know, having the reliability. And the difference with him was he was also in the national guard um, and he had other responsibilities. Yeah. He couldn't leave for two weeks during the summer or, you know, sometimes he had trainings. It would take him even longer than that. And, you know, he's just getting, he's pulling his hair out, you know, when he has all this work and, no one to do it or no one that he trusted to look after it. So finally, uh, he, he realized that it was time for a, a different, a different, uh, option for him. So luckily we had, you know, because yeah, I struck of a friendship beforehand and he, um, he presented it to me. We sat down and, and kind of went over the thing. So it was, it was pretty simple. It wasn't, um, some crazy, uh, lawyers involved or anything like that. It was just a simple agreement of pretty sure it's one page, that basically just said, "Hey, listen. This is what I'm buying from you. Uh, this is our terms of agreement, and this is the payment schedule to buy it from you." Um, I think that it worked in both of our favors because it happened real quick. He was ready to go. Um, he had other opportunities that were knocking, and he did not want to let down his current customers. Um, so it worked in that end. We, I was able to take some of his his larger equipment, um, and then also work out a deal with his customer. So it was a lower number on the customer side, but there was no strings attached. It was, Hey, yeah. these now I did give him incentives. So I think we uh, ended up pur- purchasing a customer list of 73 names. I want to say, um, to this day here, here we are a year and a half later and I think I have 40 still. Uh, wow. So, which sounds, it's not a lot from the original. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. But at the same time, uh, I'm doing the deal in like a three week period and not being able to do a crazy amount of due diligence. I'm extremely, and, and trust me, it was, it's still a really good deal. Um, but during that time, it was pretty crazy, you know, running around trying to introduce myself to everyone, explain the situation. Um, if they would like to, to move over, it wasn't like the, he didn't have a lot of contracts in place. He had some, um, yeah. but they're all expired in the spring. So, and they're coming up. <laughs> um, so I think right off the bat, we probably lost out on like 10, uh, which is, was okay. And then we also put incentives in place, which was nice. You know, so if he, uh, he was there to answer all my questions, he had jobber. So he was able to, he kept that subscription going, um, which allowed me to ask him like questions like, Hey, how much mulch did you use at so-and-so's house last year? Uh, um, how yeah. much, how long did it take you on average to do this property or whatever else? So you could start transferring all that kind of information yeah. for you on your end. Yeah. And, um, and then, so we had a deal where basically after six months, if however many customers out of those 73 were still active customers, not like, um, passive where they basically mowing customers, if you will. If we were still mowing for them after six months, then I would pay him an additional sum of money 
um, which I think, you know, I don't remember what the number was, but it, it's, it was nice for him. Just an extra, right. you know, cash. The big difference though, which I'd recommend <laughs> is we didn't take his name or anything like that when it comes to his company name. Um, but he left his website open and he left his lead generators open because he'd built up, he built up a rep- reputation in the neighborhood and the neighborhoods he serviced. And so every time someone would submit a lead to his, his, um, website, he would just email to us and we gave him a dollar amount for every one we closed, nice. which I think that tallied up to over a thousand dollars for him, maybe more. Um, nice. it worked out well over the year. So he just became so, like a, oh, it was a, a marketing guy. It was a, se- for you. It was a second yeah. website for me. Nice. So then I would have people, it was really funny. We probably had it happen. Like, I don't know, maybe three or four times people where contact both of both you. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they would say, they would contact me. I'd give them a price. It would say it's too high. Where they wouldn't respond back to me. Yeah. And then they would contact him and he would say, hey, we're no longer in business. We recommend using Stepping Stone Landscaping. <laughs> I've CC'd him here. Hey. And then it was just funny. Yeah. And then they'd come back and say, okay, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's sign on the line. That's funny. Welcome to Toro Tuesday. I realized after listening to a few Toro Tuesdays over the last several months, it dawned on me that I never recorded anything for, I never talked about the, the twin bagger system, the side bagger system on the Toro Multiforce or just the Toro Grandstand for that matter. But since we're focusing on the Toro Multiforce for most, if not all of uh, the Toro Tuesdays so far, because it is a great machine with multiple attachments. Well, technically, the, the side bagger, the twin bagger system is an attachment. Um, it has nothing to do with the, the multi-force itself, but it is an attachment. Um, I had one for my grand, my regular grandstand initially, and then I got one for my, I say I got one as if I have two, but I had to get a separate mount for my 52-inch uh, grandstand multi-force because my regular grandstand is a 48-inch and the multi-force is a 52-inch. So because the, the, it's two different decks, apparently there was two different mounts, which is kind of unfortunate because those mounts are pretty expensive. It's like the, it's, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but when I say mount, it's, it's the thing that goes on the side of your chute that um, it's got like the, the impeller, you know, in there that spins. You know, the belt is attached to the outside and spins it when you engage the blade. So when you're cutting the grass it's instead of shooting it out the the side shoot it's shooting it into or sucking it into that you know that impeller that side um attachment there that that it goes into and then it shoots up through that into the through the hose into the bags um so that that main unit that you have to put on the side of the chute that's what i had to get a different one for the 52 inch you know i didn't have to get a whole new bag or like a whole i didn't get have to get new bags or hose or or the top or any of that all that's or, or you know the the frame that everything is attached attaches to the mower None of that. I was able to just take all that off of the 48 and um, attach it to the 52. But it's really useful because if you you know if you haven't um, if if you don't know what I'm talking about if you haven't seen it or anything, typically the sit down zero turns have the big twin baggers behind you behind the sea and that's like the traditional thing and you can go go along you can suck up all the leaves in the fall pretty efficiently you know the bags hold a lot you know when it's going through if, if you have like the right blades you know like the 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 serrated aka gator blades or mulching blades whatever slang terms you want to call them but they're not your traditional mowing blades so they're meant to chop everything up a little bit 
more. So when you're sucking up leaves, it chops it up a little bit more than just one quick cut and, and shoot it out. It's chopping it up a couple times so it's smaller pieces and then kind of suck it through and into the bag so you can hopefully get more into the, the bag by kind of processing processing it under the deck and cutting it up a little bit smaller. So you can pretty much go over my whole point, depending on how many leaves there are on a yard, you can go over a whole lot of, uh, you can uh, cover almost the whole yard, depending on the size of the yard, obviously, depending on how many leaves are on that yard. But you can really um, get a lot of, get a lot of good cleanup and, and get, leave that nice finished clean look on those yards with the bagger system. Now, of course, it has its limits. I've definitely found that myself, but I initially got the bagger unit years ago when I wanted to kind of get back into leaf removal and tackle that for at least my my clients that I already had, not to be like a leaf service, leaf removal service for hire by any means, because you get into all kinds of wacky stuff and you need more than just a, you know, bags, a bagger for sure. Um, you need leaf vac and dump trucks and trailers and all that stuff. But um, all I had was the side baggers, um, and then I would just dump those in my truck bed. And then eventually I realized that it was just easier to just take nice, large contractor bags that you can get at some of the big box stores. And I, and they literally fit right over the top of the bags, that um, the twin bagger bags. And you can just put them over and then flip it over and empty everything all in there. And pretty much one of those bags fills almost the entire contractor bag so you're good to go so and then i would just chuck those in the back of the truck and at my storage unit we have a good relationship it's a good storage unit they allow me to use use their water um to you know to fill up my my uh, backpack sprayers and things like that for roundup or spot spraying weeds and stuff um you know, so in moderation, I can use, you know, a, a limited amount of water um, throughout the week, as well as they have dumpsters for recycling and garbage. And they allow us to use that as well, as long as you don't put a ton of garbage bags in there. And of course, you have to put the right things in the right places and don't put certain things in there like tires and stuff like that. Um, so they're, they're, they're very good about that. So I make sure that I don't take advantage of that. I follow the rules. And if we're trimming shrubs or, you know, we're doing leaves, I can put in a bunch of bags in, in the in the truck bed, and even if it's like you know ten bags, I might just put a few in at a time, um, and you know wait for them to wait for the dump truck to come and empty it, and then put the rest in there or whatever, um, so that yeah I can get it done. So that that definitely um, it, it got a little cumbersome in the beginning when I had a lot of leaves and I and I and I didn't have a lot of different techniques and experience and didn't have as much equipment as I have now to really take care of the leaves, but it still did the trick. It definitely sucked up the leaves, gave that nice clean finish, uh, and, and, you know, it did the trick. But nowadays I use the twin bagger, you know, I usually put it on in the fall for that reason. And then I keep it on all the way till the spring for what you would call spring cleanups or dethatching, specifically if you're doing stuff like that. So last year I did a lot of dethatching. So you put the dethatching attachment, which is also another Toro Tuesday uh, episode. You put the dethatching attachment on the front of the mower and with the bagger on the side so you can be you can be raking up all the all of the thatch that's collecting down at the bottom, you know, up right above the soil at the bottom of the grass. Um, blades 
and then it's getting sucked up into the bag all in one shot. So you're being super efficient that way versus like if you rent a dethatching machine, you're going all over the property, getting all the thatch up, and then it's just all over the place. And you have to go back over it with a mower and suck it up or rake it all up into big piles and throw it in a, in a bag, garbage bags or whatever whatever philosophy you want to do there. But this way, with a Toro Multiforce, you can do it all in one shot. You got your twin bagger on the side, a dethatcher in the front, and you just go to town. Um, so I kind of keep the bagger on for all that so I can do fall cleanups and spring cleanups. So it's just really uh, beneficial. And um, like I was starting to say real quick was that it used to just be a sit-down zero-turn thing where they were in the back. And just recently, over the last few years, the stand-on mowers, uh, the, the, these companies have been working on how to do that for the stand-on mowers and putting them on the side and making sure they're balanced and attached and, you know, how, how does that all work? And I think that they've done a phenomenal job. You know, every brand has, like, their own little tweak on it, uh, how it looks, how it functions, how it's attached, but it's all the same basic concept to be able to, Utilize your stand-on zero-turn mower to bag just like your sit-down zero-turn mowers have bagged for since the beginning of time. Um, so a lot of innovation, great time to be in this industry and to, to be able to take advantage of all these great all the great machines and, and attachments, accessories that all these brands are coming out with to make our jobs more efficient and more profitable so that we can keep growing and, and, uh, and get the job done. So that's the uh, twin baggers there for uh, uh, for for Toro for the Toro Multiforce. And if you want to check out that any further, if you want to see it, you know, and maybe little videos or whatnot, you can click on the link in the episode description. As always, uh, take you to the Toro website, and you can check out the uh, the twin bagger system uh, for yourself. So thank you guys for listening. What's going on, guys? Come join us this year at Pod Row at the huge convention in Nashville, Tennessee on August 24th and 25th. Come hang out with myself, Paul Jameson from the Green Street Podcast, John Pajak with Profits by Pajak, and many more at Pod Row. Share your story on our podcast and network with great speakers and successful entrepreneurs. Click the link in the episode description and get $25 off registration with code podcast. See you there. What did that look like? Like, how did you put that deal together? Like, it it was like based off of customers, equipment, you know, yeah. like 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 based off of some of some of the property and like, I guess like what the revenue potential revenue of customers like how not even that, how not even work? at all. It, it, that's how it should have worked, you know, or that's how it would have worked. And I'm not saying should have. I think everything we did was completely. It could have. It, um, it could have. Could have worked. You're saying like if yes, if he had if he had you know six months and wanted to kind of build this out and price it out and, and decide what he wants to do and bid it out even, then sure. Um, but he's right. Yeah, he's ready to go. I, I'm taking a big gamble. And I did. And we, we you, and most people would say a year later, you have half. No, you might want to lose 10%, but not 50. Um, so it was, it was not a large number. I, I can't remember. Somewhere between 50 and a hundred dollars a customer, um, which a lead acquisition cost. If you're, if you're tracking those things is somewhere in that number. It's not, so it's, it was a pretty good deal for my end. Um, here I am with the data and stuff, but you do that. He made out probably more with the mower, the equipment. He had some, he had good equipment that was newer that I paid, you know, I could just pay him for. Uh, I think we bought a zero turn, a stander and a stand on aerator. Um, we bought him, excuse me, a, uh, a handful of miscellaneous handheld equipments. Mm. We, you know, random, 
wheelbarrows. Most of that stuff is junk. No offense. Right. To anybody who um, thinks that they're going to get $100 back for their wheelbarrow. Right. But, uh, right, right, right. you know, I basically pointed to a pile and I said, listen, yeah, I'll give you 500 bucks for this whole lot right here. Right, right. Um, that yeah. and yeah, take it or leave it. Yeah. So would you, would you do something, would you do that again? Something like that again? Or have you even thought about that? If, if anyone else approached you like smaller companies or, or even bigger companies and you just kind of the whole mergers and acquisitions yeah. type thing that Marvin Salcedo yeah. um, does. Are you, are you interested? I'm asking for a friend. No, no, I was just, I was just curious cause you did it. You did it once and I just, yeah. you know, no, absolutely. It was, it's, um, it, it's the right, it just come to me just like I, all of my guys like yourself in the industry that have, you know, that I've met in the, in the area and read the greater Richmond area, you know, when you, when I've got, I've gotten to a point now where, we're large enough to kind of filter through things. So where it takes a lot of, t- you're going to waste time talking to someone from short pump. You're just like, ah, why are you calling me? Why are you talking to me? Right. All I tell you is just, doesn't, you don't need to ask me, just send them my way. Right. We'll filter through and make it a good deal. So if someone wants to come in at and see what, it, you know, if this is an option, if I'd be interested by all means, let's look at it. Um, it takes a lot of time on, on the buyer's end, um, to do the due diligence that's required. Uh, so, and I can pretty much guarantee you that whatever number you're hoping to get, it's probably going to be a lot less than that, um, because you do lose customers, you know, especially the small guys. Like that's the number one reason we lost his customers is we had gotten to a point where I wasn't out in the field anymore, and they were used to seeing him out in the field. Yeah. So when they you're end up spoiling your your, your exactly, customers. so yeah. you might not think about it, but when every time you pull that little weed that's that you're not charging the customer for, or yeah. you're you know, you're pushing her trash can back right the way she likes it, you know, because <laughs> right. you know these things and yeah. I knew those things and all right. that stuff. And my crew leaders know those things for those properties. Right. But, you know, our, my sales pitch is reliability and communication where that guy, you know, if his truck broke down, he was gone. You know, if his employee didn't show up, he wasn't mowing for you. If he went on vacation, well, tough luck. Right. Where for me, it's like, no, we're going to be there and we're going to email you. We're going to communicate. We're going to over communicate. Um, that's what you're paying me for is kind of that next, that next level kind of service. Yeah. But at the same time, we're not the same company that we were when I, you know, five years ago where I could be out there and say, Hey, Mrs. Smith, how was the vacation? You know, this and that, did you ever get that pool service right. or whatever? You know, sorry. But do, do you find other ways like from, from a customer service standpoint, I guess, to try and still connect with, with all your clients or is that just not really a thing that's more up to your crew leaders and operations manager thing like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, everyone I talk to, that's, that's my favorite part of the job. I'm still the lead salesman. I'm the only salesman. I'm not trying to oversell myself here. <laughs> um, so I, yes, of course, if Mrs. Smith calls me, I'm going to know who she is. I'm going to, rem- I, I feel like I have a decent memory to where right. I can remember that she, you know, is a huge Auburn football fan. I don't know. Right. Um, but it's harder now because I'm going on, I'm not going to her house and doing an estimate and then being back there next week, cutting the grass right? and remembering this and that I'm going there doing an estimate and then I'm going to do five more afterwards. And, yeah. and so, so you're more reliant on the notes and yeah. communicating with your team and all that so that they can do all that. Stuff, exactly. Right? Yeah. And so it really comes down to is how often does that customer contact us afterwards? Yeah. And how big of a customer is that person to where if I'm going to need to rem- to look up this person's address when they're calling me and figure out who I'm talking to, or, oh yeah, that's Mrs. Smith. That's a thousand dollar a month contract. And, you know, I know that house because we need to make sure we're taking care of it. Yeah. Um, we, we're in the volume game. We're not in the, at this point, you know, we're, 
and I don't want that to sound, you know, negative. You know, I, I, all of our customers, all of our properties should be treated, you know, with care and quality. Um, but I'm, we're, we're less about, Hey, having the perfect yard of the month customers. Um, there's, there's companies for that. And that's awesome. We're more about, we want to do a great job, but we can also handle the customers that aren't looking for perfection. They're just looking for that reliability that neighborhood guy didn't show up. So you say, you set it and forget it. And you know, that stepping stone will be there every week. Um, they'll take care of me. They'll do that. They'll email me invoicing online, keep it simple. Um, so we grow in that sense. So which we can grow route density. Right. So we can keep our prices down and lower if we're not driving all over town. Right. Um, but yeah, would I do it again? Yes, absolutely. Um, would I do it differently? Probably it's just, you know, him and I would become friends. So it's a little easier. Yeah. So a company like yours, I, mean, I would be interested in for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you, you're unique, you have a unique business because you're only in a couple of neighborhoods. Right. Um, but it would, I be would a, imagine it's, it would be a pretty attractive sell because it's like, oh yeah, here's, here's Halsley. Yeah. There you go. Bam. You know how much for that? You know, like yeah. it's all just like set it, like set, set it, set it and forget it in that respect too, yeah. you know? And it comes to your point too, is where you have to make that decision. Cause one day I might move into Halsley, you know, <laughs> right. and it, right now it's just too far of a drive. Right. And it's, it's like, okay, do I really want one property? We have a couple properties that we mulch for in yeah. there or whatever. But if you but to, bought 25, now exactly. you would be in Halsley. Exactly. Like, All right. Well, we can, we can do Halsley now when we can do Halsley for in two days. Yeah. So then you play that game of, okay, stepping stones kind of coming in. Do I want to compete or do I want to, Hey, are you interested in an offer? Um, yeah. you know, that's, and that's just a, it's a thought and a possibility. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm interested as I continue to grow and I need those next level people right. is to find those solo guys who enjoy cutting grass, enjoy talking with those customers, but just get bogged down at night when they're, you know, wife or girlfriend or their kids sick and this and that. And they just, the paperwork side and the late payments and the, they're just the bills, um, the truck that they should never bought because it's a lariat and it's, uh, you right. know, you're cutting grass, right. you know, um, sorry, that's just not, no, I know. that's not how you've put in the overhead, but, right. um, I want those guys. I would be very interested to talk to those guys and say, Hey, I want your business. Sure. Actually, I don't even care about your business, but I'll take it and I'll pay for it, but I'd want you come lead a division, come lead a crew, uh, you know, sure. let's, you know, have that stability. Yeah. Um, so that brings in my next level. I guess I'll talk about real quick is yeah. uh, you know, a big change yeah. in the company was um, <laughs> good segue. Cause I was going to say on, on to, to, to wrap things up or yeah. close things out. What, what are some, some things going on this season? Yeah. So this season um, it's been, you know, we did our follow up or our, our end of the year recap episode. Um, and I was just looking at some notes that I'd written down for that one. Um, in 2022. And so looking to see how I'm doing, which I'm not doing very well, according to my <laughs> goals, but, um, one big thing for me and I'll, and I'll try to keep it as simple as possible is my, my wife, you know, we had our third child, um, in March. And so she took maternity leave and, and we were going back and forth of just, is she going to go back to work? Is she going to, uh, or, you know, how about she stayed home? Um, and what would that look like? Um, and it really came down to as we continue to grow, she's a, she works in HR, human resources. So as we continue to grow, that position is extremely important. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we made the leap of her coming to work for Stepping Stone, um, which is most people are like, oh, you know, you're keeping the kids at home. We have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a 
four month old. Um, and it's like, no, they're unfortunately, they are, they are actually at preschool and daycare and Joanna is working full time for stepping stone. Wow. Um, so that was a huge, huge jump and a risk. It's yeah. working out well. She still, of course, you know, has a thousand things to do at home. Um, and I'm extremely grateful for all of that. Um, so it's, it's not been like, you know, it's not like a nine to five kind of thing. Right. She's more, she's still flexible she's and extremely flexible. Yeah. So, you know, today Patrick's got a doctor's appointment. He's going there. Lily's at home sick doing, you know, we're not, it's not the end of the world for her, her job. She can still be at home. Right. And like, she's setting up our paintball event that we have nice. uh, scheduled for the end of August for the guys. Nice. So that's where retention comes into play. And then how I segued was because looking at those guys who are thinking about, oh, maybe coming joining a company i want to get to a point where we're saying like i tasked joanna we just did a big kind of hr meeting talking about our policies and everything getting our handbook you know sent back out um but you know i want to have a retirement plan in place next year um i want to give those guys and people are like retirement what are you talking about it's like well i want to build a career i want you to think of this not as a job but as a career and to have that let's let's talk start talking about retirement um, and then health insurance will be the next step, um, which is crazy to think about because now that we're on private health insurance, and man, it's expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So having that as an option, those are just you know goals of mine as we continue to grow um, to make that happen. But having Joanna come on board was a huge, um, a huge move for us, and and probably the uh, you know the biggest move of 2023. And I say that because you know it would even though we're you know I'm about to sign papers on a dump truck tomorrow, <laughs> so it's uh that's not nearly as big as you know having your wife come on board. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool uh, that we've been able to do it and um and we've been successful with it. You know, so, nice. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you for um, for sharing all that and jumping on the podcast. There's, you know, I, I think we got a lot of value in in a short time. Normally, we go on for hours. It seems like, but you know, we kind of get a lot of off air catching up. So I know we we uh, we need to head on to the next thing. It's getting late, so I appreciate uh, you 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 coming all the way out here to gather and we we kind of alternate. I go out to your shop, you come here, and so it's good times. I can't wait to. Uh, have our end of the year recap and see, yeah. see, see where, where things are, are happening and, and where you're aligning with your goals and, and, and all that. So it's, it's always fun recapping with you and, and touching base. And I know you've definitely helped me out in the past, you know, for someone to talk to and, um, you know, you know, tell me, just go on vacation. We'll take care of the rest of your lawns, you know, like yeah. stuff like that, you know, when, when things just got crazy, you know, a couple of years back and I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I, I definitely, uh, I value you as, as a, as a friend and, and a mentor. And I, I'm always happy to get you on the podcast to share value to anyone listening that can hopefully grow from whatever we can share. So we did it backwards this time. So we talked for an hour and a half first right. and then we had a quick little podcast. So yeah. I'll need to get back on. Hopefully it won't be, hopefully it'll be before the end of the year. It's all uh, good. Yeah. But thanks well, for having me on, but yeah, no problem. Thank you for being on. So and until the next episode, well, thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. We can't forget that. But until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.